The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. Happy Friday to you as the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next car. That's Beaver Toyota in Coming. 10 o'clock hour on The Fan, brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group. And we are live at T-Mobile in Athens today. 124 Alps Road in the Classic City. Want to invite you to come on by, get registered. Your chance to win tickets to see the Bulldogs play in that rivalry game coming up. Makes me think of Louis Grizzard and the stories he used to tell. Uh, one of which was he left two Georgia Tech tickets on the hood of his car. Went in to do some shopping, came out, and there were 15 tickets there. But uh, we want to invite you to come on by, register to win the tickets, see the big rivalry game next week, cheer on the dogs. And then I'm going to be sticking around from 11 to 12, signing my new book, Inside the Hedges. So your chance to do a little Christmas shopping. And with that said, man, I want to thank uh, Hoppa, our roadshow engineer, for getting us set up here in the classic city, we got DT, Derek Thomas, our engineer back at the studio, and our producer today, program director Matt Edgar, sitting in. Uh, Road Dogs on the road, as you know, with the Bulldogs up in Lexington. We've got a busy show planned. Brad Nessler coming up in a few. He's calling the Georgia-Kentucky game on CBS Sports. We'll have Brad uh, coming up in a few moments. Matt Stewart, my good friend, uh, calling the high school football games on GPTV. We'll have him coming on in just a moment, too. But right now, let's, let's get to Buck's Big Take. Buck's Big Take. As expected, rumors are flying around Ole Miss and Auburn about Lane Kiffin and both head coaching jobs. Kiffin's agent has been in communication with Auburn about replacing Harson, And now... Ole Miss has stepped up big, reportedly, with a new contract extension offer that would bump him up inside the top ten in college football as far as head coaches getting paid. Ole Miss currently paying Lane $7.27 million. That's a good gig if you can get it. And reportedly, this new deal increases that number by $2 million a year, which would bump him up over $9 million a year which would place him on the number nine on the list of big money coaches in college football. Now, the educated guest here on the Baloo Show says Kiffin wanted just a little bit more than Jimbo was getting out at Texas A&M. And why wouldn't he? He deserves more money 
than Jimbo does out at A&M, which is $9 million annually. And reportedly, Ole Miss made that happen. Leverage in contract negotiations, as you know, is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And, yes, the NIL collective at Auburn is ten times that of Ole Miss, I'm told. Now, two days ago on the show, I mentioned Lane's evil plan, which was to leverage the Auburn interest to get a better deal at Ole Miss, wait on Saban to retire at Alabama so he can slide over and get the job in Tuscaloosa, go to Auburn, and that would be impossible. The million-dollar question is, would Alabama want Kiffin, Dabo, or even Kirby to replace Saban? Now, yesterday, I caught up with longtime friend, ESPN 100.3, New Orleans sports talk host, and former Ole Miss quarterback, John 4K, to his take on us. Look, the rumors are out there. We're hearing it all the time about, well, the only reason he'll go to Auburn is for two reasons. One is they're going to double his pay, I'm sure, with the Ole Misses. And secondly, he's going to get a bigger NIL program than he would at Ole Miss. You know the money that Auburn has and money they can throw around. Yeah, that's right. You can hear the entire interview with my man 4K on Buck's Beat Podcast, Episode 75, which includes a semi-preview of the SEC Championship game matchup of Georgia and LSU. You can find that at thepodcastpark.com. That is Buck's Beat, the podcast. All right, let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on Matt Stewart, host and play-by-play man at uh, GP, uh, GPB TV. And let's talk a little Georgia high school football playoffs. Round two kicks off tonight. Matt, you've got North Cobb and Mill Creek. You've got a good one tonight. Yeah, we do. I mean, in fact, I think this is uh, – I mean, you just look at the rankings and the way these teams have played all season. You know, this is really kind of a semifinal matchup, maybe a quarterfinal, but, you know, at least a quarterfinal, certainly maybe even a semifinal matchup. But the way we all know the Georgia high school uh, playoffs are done, they don't seed the teams, you know, one through 32. They're prearranged brackets, region play and region and crossover and stuff like that. So you get a matchup like this. I think the winner of this ball game tonight between Mill Creek and North Cobb will be the favorite to advance out of that side of the bracket. Uh, they'll be the highest ranked team left and would be favored in whatever quarterfinal and semifinal they play the next couple of weeks. Matt, overall in 7A, who would you say is the favorite going into round two tonight? Uh, no doubt in my mind it's Buford. You know, Buford's trying to do something this year that no team uh, has ever done in state history, and that's uh, that they can win the 7A state title. They would have won a state championship in every one of the classifications <laughs> starting in 1A. Remember, they were just a little country school when this all started 20 years ago, and they were winning single-A state championships. And, and my question isn't, can Buford do it? My question is, can anybody stop them from doing it? I mean, they're just absolutely loaded. I mean, the running got, back's uh, pretty good, isn't he? The running back's really good. Five-star running back, Justice Haynes, committed to Alabama uh, tonight. Just with an average game, he'll go over 7,500 yards rushing for his career. He scored 91 touchdowns. Now, he did most Whoa. of that at Blessed Trinity. Uh, the difference for him is really kind of a, 
it's been a good decision career-wise. I know we're talking career decisions here for high school football players, but it was a good decision for him because you go to Buford that's loaded with running backs, uh, and he doesn't have to carry the ball 35, 40 times a game, which he would have done probably in all likelihood had he stayed at Blessed Trinity this senior year. Uh, he's getting more like 15 to 20 carries a game, and he still rushed for 1,500 yards this season. Uh, and the, the whole reason, that now that was not the reason. I don't want to imply that was the reason he left BT to go to Buford. My understanding was it was an academic thing that in order to graduate early and be able to go to Alabama in January, he needed to do that. He would not be able to do that from a coursework standpoint, and he stayed at BT. All right, help me out, man. I've got a dilemma here. I'm not sure if I'm tonight going to see Milton and Norcross or North mm-hmm. Gwinnett and Lambert. We've oh, got wow. uh, the Spuck Blue quarterback camp we do every summer, sponsored yep. by Infinity of Gwinnett and 680 The Fan. And Luke Nickel, the quarterback at Milton, has been a young man we've yep. been uh, tracking and worked with at the uh, Blue quarterback camp. And the same at Lambert. Got a few of those guys. Christian Smith, one of their outstanding defensive backs, was a receiver in the camp and really multi-talented guy. So which which one of these games do we go check out tonight? Man, that's a toss-up right there. If you're going for offense, if you want more offense, I'm just off the top of my head going to say do the Lambert-North Gwinnett game. I think there might be a little bit more offense in that, although Norcross can light it up. I mean, Norcross has three power five wide receivers. Uh, and we saw them a couple of weeks ago in North Gwinnett beaten or cross for the region seven seven a championship on gpb they have five they have the three power five of course uh lawson uh lawson lucky who's going to georgia one of the top rated tight ends in the country you know he's got about 40 catches they got nakai pool who is committed to mississippi state and then they've got um, zion taylor who's committed to georgia tech so you got three power five wide receivers at Norcross, they're going to light it up and throw the ball. Uh, and the Luke Nickel kid you mentioned, he is the younger brother of Jack Nickel, who's now at um, Michigan State. We saw him play for four years at Milton, part of that state championship team. Just a fabulous talent, a tight end, a physical tight end. Anxious to see what he does in his career, just a freshman this year. But Luke following in his footsteps, and he's already been offered by Michigan State, of course, where his brother is already a freshman uh, tight end. But, uh, and Lambert's been a great story. I know they've been down, you know, for so many years. The new coach there has brought them back and uh, should be an interesting game either way you go. But if you're going to put me on the spot and say you got to choose, you know, you know where you're going to point the car, which direction you're going to go in, maybe that North Gwinnett game. Yeah, Baloo boys knocked out by Walton last Saturday yeah. afternoon, so we're looking for a yeah. team to go see tonight. What did you Matt think Green- of Walton? Well, I, I didn't get a chance to see it. We were doing the Georgia-Mississippi okay. State game, gotcha. and I had to watch well, that on, on tape. Well, I'll tell you what. Walton certainly got a high-powered offense with the quarterback, Jeremy Heklinski, running the thing, but uh, they got their hands full of Buford tonight. I don't know that defensively they'll be able to match the physicality and the power running game of Buford, which, of course, it's not just power running game with Buford anymore. That's where they've gone to the next level. They've added great dynamic wide receivers, K.J. Bolden on the outside, and they got a great edge rusher who just dropped his top ten with Georgia in it, a five-star Edric Houston. They got a lot of talent. 
Matt, great season. Uh, we, we tune in every Friday night. We'll be uh, watching a little bit tonight. Continue appreciate the great work at GPTV, man. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Buck. Appreciate it. Matt Stewart, he's got it going on. We used to work together back in the day doing the Georgia games. And uh, that was a lot, a lot of fun working with Matt Stewart. Uh, big night in Georgia high school football. Get on out and support. Uh, if you're out of the playoffs, do like me. Just pick out a game and, and go cheer them on. All right, coming back on the other side, Brad, Brad Nessler will join us from CBS Sports. He's got the call on the Georgia-Kentucky game. We'll talk to him about that. We are live in Athens today, the Buck Blue Show at T-Mobile, 124 Alps Road. And you've got an opportunity to win Georgia tickets to see the dogs play between the hedges. Come on by and get registered. 124 Alps Road. Do a little Christmas shopping, too. I've got signed copies of my new book, Inside the Hedges, here. You can pick up for uh, somebody for Christmas. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Fan 680 and 93.7. Hey, come on by and say hello. We're at the T-Mobile in Athens, Alps Road. You've got a chance to win tickets to see the Bulldogs play in that rivalry game, courtesy of T-Mobile. And I'll be signing my book, Inside the Hedges, after the show ends. Coming up at 11 at the top of the hour. Let's go back to that Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line and bring on a, a longtime friend. Brad Nessler joins us from CBS Sports. He's got the call on the Georgia-Kentucky game. Uh, Nash, you got that heavy coat ready up in Lexington? What's going on? Hey, Buck, it started snowing about an hour ago, and the wind's blowing <laughs> about 20 miles an hour. So, yes, I have I have a parka for uh, tomorrow. It's supposed to be a little bit better tomorrow. Sunny in about 38. I don't know if the wind's going to be blowing like this, but that's actually – couple degrees better than we thought earlier in the week but it's cold man man you've got some good looking top coats i've seen you wear through the years i've <laughs> got no uh no hesitation to, to say you're going to be well dressed and you're going to be warm up there is it an open air press box there i, I can't say i've been there uh, to the press box there at lexington yeah ours is open air i think the i think the uh, writers and everything is closed in but ours is always open and uh Everybody thinks we have a nice toasty booth all the time, and we do have some heaters in there, but they don't do much good, really. So if we're not going to be in elements like the fans, so I'm not saying it's terrible, but it's it's going to be a little nippy. Hey, before I pepper you with questions about Georgia, Kentucky, I want to ask you about Lane Kiffin. What's your instinct tell you about these rumors coming down that Ole Miss has now increased their offer to keep him, make him one of the top ten coaches, paid coaches in college football? Uh, now that Auburn reportedly is coming after him. Uh, what do you think about the situation Lane Kiffin's in right now? Well, he's in the, he's in the 
catbird seat, that's for sure, as far as whatever he wants to do. He's a hard dude to figure, you know, Buck. I mean, sometimes the things that you think would be just a natural thing for somebody to do, he does the opposite. So, you know, we're with him last week. We asked him about it a little bit. Uh, he didn't want to go there. You know, he knows that every year that his name's going to come up and, um, you know, whether uh, he thinks I, – I just think that the – the situation in Auburn down the road, you can maybe be a power type team. I don't know. Um, you know, he's doing with bells and whistles right now. And he's doing an unbelievable job at Ole Miss. I mean, you know, they won 10 games last year and they got a chance to do that again this year. But um, Gary Danielson always says he's spinning plates down there. You know, he's always got some little way to, to make them better than they probably should be. I mean, he had, I don't know, 40 guys that were new this year, 45, something like that, either portal, they call him the portal king, uh, you know, either through the portal transfers, the freshmen, whatever. But I don't know if it's sustainable for him to always win 10 games at Ole Miss, where I think at Auburn, uh, you know, they would love to have him and have him go head-to-head with Nick every every year. My theory is that he's leveraging this Auburn thing to get more out of Ole Miss, waiting on Saban re- to retire so he could maybe jump in and take that Alabama job. What do you think? That's a possibility, too. You know, I think the whole Dabo Sweeney thing is probably over. I mean, that was going on for, it seemed like, 10 years that when Nick would step aside, Dabo would go that way. Uh, that's a possibility. I mean, you might have to wait a while, though, on Nick. I don't think he's going anywhere for a while. Well, what would you say the secret to Kiffin's success is? He's obviously uh, an outstanding uh, college football coach. What's, what's the secret sauce with, with Lane? I think some of the stuff he does is, is more NFL-based in that, you know, you try to get matchup problems. You find one weak spot and you just work it uh, offensively. He changes from week to week. You know, we were talking to Jackson Dart last week before the game about, you know, uh, his coaching style and all that kind of stuff. And he said, it seems like we have a completely new playbook every week. I mean, they change things up that much so you can't get a beat on them. And that's why they're so good offensively. Defensively, you know, not so hot. And it's always been that way. And um, and since the Land Sharks, when they really had a good defense, but that was 10 years ago. So, um, I don't know. He just changes it up really well. And he's a great play caller. And he's, he's always thinking, uh, he's kind of like, playing chess and I don't play chess, but I assume that you have to set people up, you know, to win the game. And uh, he's always about four plays ahead thinking about what he wants to do when it's first down, when he's maybe thinking about second down, if they get the first down, he's always kind of ahead of the game. Have you spent time with Mark Stoops this week getting ready for the game or does that happen later today? That is happening as soon as I hang up with you, my friend. Oh, we better hurry. (laughs) We better. No, I'm I'm seeing him at 11 o'clock. So tell us about the matchup as you see it, as you've uh, done prep for the. I mean, what's what's gone wrong with, with the Wildcats? I think, um, you know, high expectations, obviously, coming in. Everybody thought that after their, you know, 10-win season last year that they'd be the team that would push Georgia uh, in the East, you know. Um, and it just, they started great. They got up to seventh in the country. The loss to Ole Miss, I think, was just like a backbreaker for them. They really thought they should have won the game. They were totally demoralized that they did not win that game. And then they kind of backpedaled. Then, you know, Will Levis got hurt and missed the South Carolina game. They got beat there. He's not playing well. I don't know if it's the foot or if it's just the way things are going. But two of his last three games have been horrible. He was terrible against Tennessee through three interceptions. Came back against Mississippi State. Had a decent game as far as throwing touchdowns. But only had about 170 yards throwing. And then last week against Vandy, they just 
fell apart, you know. Uh, he went under 500 um, passing the ball and only 100 yards and an interception. So they got Chris Rodriguez, and right now they got nothing else. And the fans here, just the cross-section that I've talked to in the last day and a half, uh, they're ready for basketball season, and they're totally disappointed with Wildcats and, and how they're playing right now. Georgia looks like to me they're playing their best football, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I'm a little concerned about the X-wide receiver spot offensively. Uh, good to see Karis Jackson make a little noise out in Starkville last week. That can certainly help. Whoa. What do you make of where Georgia's at right now at this point in time in the season? I think they're playing great. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any traps involved right now. Kirby just doesn't let these guys go too far off their game. They don't really care who they're playing. They just want to play the Georgia standard and, and they have lived up to that and bought into that. And I think they're playing really, really well. I know people get nervous sometimes with Stetson, you know, throwing interceptions and all that, but I think he does more good things than bad things by far. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got so much confidence in himself right now, he's taking a few more, more downfield shots than maybe he used to a year ago and that type of thing. Um, I just think they're playing really well. Having Jalen Carter back is super, uh, and, and that'll come into key tomorrow because Kentucky is, uh, they give up a lot of sacks. And that's probably part of the reason their quarterback's not playing so well. But I think Georgia's just rolling. They just got to keep doing what they're doing. Brad, who's your SEC coach of the year as we wrap up SEC play here? Uh, Heupel, obviously, at Tennessee is in the mix. You got uh, Kelly down in Baton Rouge. has done an outstanding job. Heck, I think Kirby's done a great job replacing all the guys that left. Yeah, I mean, uh, it seems like the guys that, that win the whole thing uh, don't always get recognized because you're always looking for the next best thing. I mean, there's a lot of years where, you know, Nick should have been coach of the year and, and they pick somebody else. And, and so, you know, in this case, I think if uh, Georgia goes on, wins the SEC championship, and uh, I think Kirby should be. But other than that, I'd probably go with Josh Heifel. I think he's put that thing together really fast. And uh, it's not taking anything away from Brian Kelly, but, uh, you know, I think Josh has done a hell of a job. So those three that you just said, anyone, any one of them would be, you know, worthy of that award, that's for sure. Ness, we so appreciate your time. I know you're busy getting ready for uh, Coach Stoops, and you've had a great season yourself on CBS doing these SEC games, man. We're going to tune in again tomorrow and uh, tomorrow and, and enjoy the broadcast. Okay, Buck, good talking to you, buddy. Have a great Thanksgiving, but I'll talk to you before. You too, Ness. Thanks so much. Brad Nessler, CBS Sports, joining us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. And I'm not done talking college football. It's Friday during football season. You know I'm on it. Mmm, tasty. It's time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Let's take a look around the deep south, hit some of these other games, uh, like Georgia Tech. Oh, my goodness. Traveling up to Chapel Hill, 5.30 kickoff. North Carolina's got it going on, brother. 21-point favorites over the Jackets, ranked number 13. They've got a breakout star at quarterback, and Drake May, a redshirt freshman, and what a year he's having. He's going to go over 3,500 yards in this game tomorrow afternoon. 34 touchdowns, three interceptions. Talk about have a year, kid. Number four in total QBR. He's, he's throwing that thing around 35, 40 times a game. Georgia Tech 
Jackets defense. Uh, good luck trying to slow down that North Carolina offense, brother. And speaking of quarterback play, Georgia Tech, QB challenged. All right, you got Sims. He is basically uh, locked out of the locker room at this point in time. Got the backup separated, broke collarbone. He's out for the season. And they're going back to QB3 on the road against number 13 North Carolina. Folks, this isn't going to be pretty. I like Tech. And I like them to lose in this game. Clemson in Miami, a 3.30 kickoff opposite Georgia-Kentucky. Clemson at home taking on the Hurricanes. Come on, John Michaels. What's going to happen? Hurricanes need a win against Clemson or a win at Pittsburgh next week to be bowl eligible. So Michaels can come see him play in a bowl game. And they've been pretty good against the run this season. Pretty solid there, uh, allowing 24 points a game. That's top third, I believe, in the country. It's just their offense is so daggum bad. And Clemson's defense, the strength of the football team. Tigers, a 19-point favorite. Be interesting to see how this one turns out as far as the point spread goes. Look for Clemson to get it to 10-1. They remain undefeated in the ACC. Then we got Tennessee and South Carolina. 7 o'clock kickoff in Columbia. Williams-Brice Stadium's going to be rocking, at least in the first quarter. And, boy, those folks are excited up in that Rocky Top area. You can hear that fight song all the way down to Metro Atlanta and Athens. Well, as a matter of fact, Hopper just stepped outside of the T-Mobile here in Athens. He didn't hear anything playing that sounded like Rocky Top. Hey, upset, uh, Tennessee, three-touchdown favorite in the game. Hey, stranger things have happened. But I wouldn't expect that to go down. Look for Tennessee to rock and roll in this one. And that brings me to one of the games nationally that, let me just go ahead and admit that as a young football fan growing up in South Georgia and Valdosta, man, I, I, I followed all of college football. I love that Michigan-Ohio State rivalry game every year. Obviously covered the or watched the teams here in the Deep South. But I'll tell you, the one I really loved was USC and UCLA. And we get that one coming up Saturday night at 8 o'clock. And I don't know what it was, man, but I got hypnotized by this USC fight song. I couldn't get enough of it. Hypnotized. Or maybe it was those USC or UCLA cheerleaders they always used to cut to on TV. <laughs> Got hypnotized uh, by one of those. I, I forget exactly which one it was. But this thing sold out, man. 70,000 plus showing up in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. UCLA student record. They've gobbled up 16,700 tickets. The student body at UCLA, USC is going to have 6,500 of their students show up. And you're talking about over 23,000 students at the game. And look for this one to be a track meet. There won't be a lot of defense being played. 
And these two quarterbacks are fun to watch. Caleb Williams having a Heisman-worthy season. DTR is a dangerous man over there at UCLA. He's having a great season. Lincoln Riley getting his first taste of this one. Yeah, that fight song seemed to hypnotize me back in the day. There's some of the games there going on this weekend. And that will lead us right into the Bulldog Roundtable today. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far side line, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Glog Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Stat Hero, T-Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Let's talk a little Georgia football taking on the Wildcats up in Lexington. A 3.30 kickoff, as you know, on CBS. Freezing temperatures. Game will kick off. It'll be in the 30s. And then when the fourth quarter gets underway and that sun sets, 18 degrees is the low. And I've got a theory on this as far as the game plan for the Georgia Bulldogs. Believe the plan, uh, and it... Look, you might laugh and say, well, that should be the plan every week is to get off to a great start, play from the front, be aggressive and bold early in the game, to grab the lead. The last thing you want with the temperature at 18 degrees and the wind blowing from 10 to 20 miles an hour is to be caught up in a game where you're trying to play catch up and have to throw the ball in the fourth quarter. That makes no sense to me. So be aggressive. Be bold early in the game. Take some shots, Stetson Bennett. Try to get uh, Arian Smith deep. I know that I've seen Monken trying to get that done over the last couple of games. Get out front, man. Play from the front and be aggressive early in the game. As a quarterback, you don't want to be forcing throws uh, with that wind blowing at, at 20 miles an hour. The receivers, a lot of these guys, I'm not saying the ones at Georgia, but just overall, a lot of these receivers, they, they're a little soft. You know, they don't like getting hit. They don't like their feet and their hands freezing up. So that's my theory on this one. Be bold and aggressive early in the game. Grab the lead and then put uh, the Kentucky Wildcats away. Would be the uh, good plan if you ask me. Not that Kirby gave me a call this week to check that out. The Dogs' defense playing great right now. This Kentucky offense, just as Charles Barkley would say, terrible. I mean, they are number 107 in total offense, and that is last in the cellar in the SEC. They are 94th nationally in scoring offense. Terrible. And that offensive coordinator is going to end up getting fired after signing that three-year contract. As far as the Todd Monken offense goes, averaging over 40 points a game, Stetson Bennett, I'm not worried about Stetson. Come on, man, the two turnovers he had last week, neither one of those interceptions was his fault. 
uh, got hit in, in the throwing motion on the first one and then had a batted ball on the second one. Now, how are you going to sit there and tell me that that's Stetson Bennett's fault? Really like how Kiaris Jackson has stepped up at the wide receiver spot. Ball's going his way. He's making plays. And, and as I've said many times on this show this season, that is the weakness of this Georgia team is the wide receiver spot. And it is not as weak as it was with Kiaris Jackson stepping up in a big, big way. So uh, here's the deal for Georgia. You, you play out front, you take down Kentucky, you beat up on Tech, you finish the year 12-0, and and you head into the SEC championship game ready for LSU as you make your way to the college football playoffs for the second year in a row with a chance to run it back. We used to say repeat back in the day. I don't hear that said too much anymore. Now it's uh, the kids want to say run it back. George and Kentucky, 3.30 kickoff in Lexington. If you're heading to the game, make sure you get that heavy coat on the way out the door. And I'm serious about that SEC Coach of the Year thing. I know Josh Heupel is he's been sort of the talk of college football with the success the volunteers have had. He has uh, risen the volunteers from the dead. Great job by Heupel. But how about Kirby at Georgia? He has replaced 15 NFL draft picks this year. He lost 13 players to the portal and lost four assistant coaches. And yet here they are on the verge of running the table in the regular season, sit there at number one in college football. So how is he not the SEC coach of the year? Thank you, Buck. We've got you back, Kirby. All right, coming up on the other side, a little Falcons talk. We'll get you ready for the uh, Falcons game. Plus, got my two picks. It's the Buck Blue Show on the fan. We are live in Athens at T-Mobile, 124 Alps Road. Get on by, get registered to win tickets to see the Bulldogs play in that rivalry game. And I'm going to be signing some books. My book, Inside the Hedges, make a, a good Christmas gift. I'm just saying we'll be here to noon doing that. It's the Blue Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Got the Buck Balloon Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Live in Athens at T-Mobile. 124 Alps Road, right down, uh, right up a little walking distance uh, from the Chick-fil-A, which was very busy this morning. That's what Harper says. Got a chance to come on by and register to win tickets to see the Bulldogs play in the rivalry game, and I'll be sticking around after the show ends, coming up in a few. I'll be here till noon signing my book, Inside the Hedges. Just saying it'd make a great Christmas gift for the Bulldog fan in your life. All right, let's talk a little Falcons football. The 
Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. All right, I got two things, two things about this Falcons-Bears game. All right, number one, why did the Falcons pass on Justin Fields in the draft? Still wondering about that. Were they scared off by the fact he was coming out of Ohio State? Too risky to take an Ohio State quarterback. Got a lack of success out of these Ohio State QBs coming out of that system that Day is running there in Columbus. Was that too risky or was it the epilepsy, the seizures that scared the Falcons off? Probably a little of both, maybe. Here's the interesting thing is that Ryan Pace was the general manager for the Chicago Bears that stepped up and moved up to get Justin Fields. They moved from 20 to 11 to grab Justin Fields and look at him now. Man, he's looking good. Uh, Pace, by the way, is on the Falcons personnel staff. He's one of the three former general managers Arthur Blank is employing. So it's got to be one of those things. All right, the, the second thing I want to talk about with the Falcons is Dean Pease. And there's been a lot of talk about this week, and we've addressed it here on this show, is with Justin Fields and his ability to run. I mean, this is a record-setting quarterback that has taken it to the house, baby. 60-yard touchdown sprints the last two weeks. How do the Falcons control that? And there's been some talk about having a spy, at least on some of the downs. Someone that is only focused on Justin Fields and Dean Pease, please, if you're listening to the show, or maybe there's a Falcons member of the staff listening to the show. Please tell Dean Pease, don't let rookie Troy Anderson spy on Fields. Get the hell out. Because Fields would torch that. We're changing a culture around this day going place. Anderson, 6'4", 235. And I looked it up. I saw the video as far as the NFL combine went. Anderson laid down a, a faux faux. I'm telling you, I saw it with my own two eyes. 4.4240. Now, I don't know what's happened because he's, he's sure not running the fofo right now. Fields is, but not Anderson. That bull**s over. I saw Anderson can get toasted trying to chase somebody down earlier in the season. Now, if the Falcons wanted to lose, I would say put Troy Anderson in a spy situation. But since we want the Falcons to win, Dean Pease, don't do it. Please, use somebody else if you're going to spy. Don't put that on the rookie's shoulders. Sorry, I'm just fired up today. Fields is going to see that, and he's going to do some damage. He sees Anderson out there trying to spy him. 
Falcons, we need you to play your best football game of the season. Put one in the win column in this two-game losing streak. You got Corderell Patterson back in there. How about feeding the man? I mean, he barely touched the ball last week coming back. Feed the guy. This Bears defense is no good. They've traded their two best players. Pound Patterson at these guys. And I'm hoping A.J. Terrell, if he does play, can make it through the game. I'm not sure it's, it's worth risking by throwing him back out there so quickly. That hamstring, that is slow to heal, brother. Come on, Falcons. Those are the two things I had for you today. By the way, last week, our first 2-0 and week with the uh, the two picks got coming up here in the final word. 2-0 and last week, our first undefeated week. Now I'm now over 500 for the first time all season. Got off to a slow start. We are now 12-11-1 against the spread. Had a winner last week in the NFL. Had the Dolphins minus 3.5 over the Browns. They blew Cleveland out. Had North Carolina over Wake Forest. They got four points. They didn't uh, They didn't need them. They won 36-34. So 2-0 last week. Let me give you a couple of winners this week. Going to start in the NFL. Going with the G-Men. Taking the New York football giants. I'm giving up the three. They host the Detroit Lions, one of the worst teams in football. They've got a leaky defense. Saquon. That shaky quarterback the Giants have should be able to manipulate this. Giants 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six. Giving up three, I'm taking the Giants against the Lions. On the college football scene, I do like Georgia clearing the spread against Kentucky, but I'm going to USC against UCLA. Going to take the Trojans, giving up the two and a half. And maybe it was because Derek Thomas back at the studio hypnotized me with that USC fight song. Yep, there it is right there. I love that for some reason. Hey, it's been another great week on the Buck Baloo Show here at The Fan. We appreciate you listening. Hope you'll uh, join them next week. I'm going to take the Thanksgiving week off. So want you to have a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully you and your family uh, get together or friends. You have a wonderful Thanksgiving. That's going to do it for me today. Stay tuned for Nick and Chris. For Hoppa, our roadshow engineer here in Athens, DT and Edgar back at the studio. It's the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan. Have a great weekend and a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerdy? The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 
Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia.